Common Sense POV, Common Sense Solutions for Uncommon Problems. Well, in episode two here today, we're going to discuss the stock market a little bit and the interest rates. In the past, whenever the interest rates were cut, we saw the remarkable improvement to the stock market. The big money comes in and buys, buys, buys. Well, now, where the interest rates are going up daily almost, uh, as I make this, the 30-year bond has hit a 2.75, which it hasn't done in a very long time. Uh, mortgage rates are way up. Uh, I heard they were approaching 4.5% already, and that sure is going to have a detrimental effect on housing. Uh, the housing market has been booming. Just about every place in the country is doing well. Um, down here in the south, uh, Florida, where I'm at, it's done remarkably well. Homes have nearly doubled in price in many instances. Uh, we may see that drop off very, very quickly. Uh, I doubt anybody has gotten adjustable rate mortgages lately, but if they have, they're going to be in serious trouble real soon. Uh, but getting back to the stocks, the stocks have been up and down for quite a while. The averages haven't moved in too big a range. However, if you look at individual stocks, there aren't too many that are up this year. Some of the biggest names are down quite a bit. Technology's been a real roller coaster. And I believe that's going to continue, especially as interest rates rise and money becomes a bit tighter for these technology companies. Um, that could become a real difficult situation. Don't be fooled by, you know, a Tesla uh, or an Apple who tend to do pretty well no matter what. But you can't really rely on them. And there's so much money that's poured into them over the past couple of months, especially Tesla again. I remember it was only about three weeks ago where Tesla hit $700. Uh, and now it's over $1,100. So you got to be really careful buying these things. They change day to day. Uh, I've been a big follower of solar stocks for quite a while, a couple of years, and some of them have done remarkably well. But if you want to sleep well at night, uh, they're not the best stocks to own because they will move up and down with significant moves. And oftentimes, there's absolutely no logic behind it, at least none that I can see. So these are, are things you have to think about. Now, if you're a fairly young person and you're going to be invested for a long time, you don't have to worry so much because more than likely things will recover. But if you're up there in age, approaching retirement or retired, uh, it might be time to kind of get out for a little bit 
And I know there's going to be a lot of people saying, oh, don't get out, don't get out, because uh, Banks is predicting that gold goes to 2500 by the end of the year. Well, if that happens, you know the economy is not going to be very good. The other problem we have now is this tremendous inflation that has been going on. It's just outrageous. We haven't seen inflation like this in probably close to 30 years, maybe more. And I have to laugh at the CPI numbers when they come out. And you get the proponents of the stock market trying to sell stock. I understand there. It's their business. They're not going to put the negative spin on it. However, when you look at CPI, they always say, well, energy and food is not included. Uh, do you know anybody that doesn't use food? And I would say 98% of the people use some sort of energy. Uh, if you own a car, it's sure been a tough few months. Last six months, been doing nothing but going up. Most places, premium is approaching $6 a gallon. I mean, really? We're not going to count that, though, right? No. So be very careful right now. As the inflation keeps going up, uh, prices, of course, are going to increase. The I don't care where you shop. If you're shopping Walmart, Prices have gone up remarkable on certain products. Uh, and then there's the supply problem. We're still not over that. And now with China facing uh, a big COVID outbreak and lockdown again, they say they have three times the normal amount of ships in their ports locked down. And like it or not, we do get a lot of stuff from China, unfortunately. So that's just another loose wheel on this rocky, rocky vehicle we're driving right now. We need to get it together. We need Congress to start not spending on everything that comes down the road like there's no tomorrow. It's, uh, imagine if you did this in your own home and just kept spending, spending, spending and borrowing more every time uh, you need money. <laughs> wow. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Of course, the Fed is really a joke. I know that will aggravate a lot of people, but it is. All they have one goal. That's all they have is one goal. To keep the stock market solid and up, keep the very wealthy very happy, and the rest of us, well, not so much. They're not worried about us. They say they want to stabilize this and stabilize that while putting all this money into the economy, even when we started doing good. After the bulk of COVID was done, they still were putting, you know, $100 billion, $90 billion a month out there. Printing, printing, printing. And Jay Powell gets up there and 
makes it sound like, oh, well, we're going we're gonna to stop it. We're going to stop it. They've only just begun to stop it. And for them to catch up on interest rates where they need to be, they're going to have to do 50 basis points for several months. And will they? I have my doubts. I also have doubts that as they increase the rates and the economy slows uh, and people just aren't buying as much or they can't afford to buy as much, we may run into some real problems. And in 2018, after they raised rates a couple of times and talked about it uh, and the markets collapsed, well, so did they. And they reversed course and started raising the rates right away. So it's shaky ground now. No matter what you are, whether you're a bull or a bear in the markets, uh, it's one day you're a winner and the next day you're a loser. If you're doing better than 50%, hopefully you're making some money. Uh, I have followed the stock market for many, many, many years. And... I've never seen anything like it's been the last couple of years. Uh, it started in the Trump administration, putting so much money out there. And of course, in COVID, uh, they tried to keep everybody afloat, sending out checks and all. That added to it. But the real problem was after the majority of it was done and things were getting back to normal, they kept pouring money into the system and that is not good in the long run somebody somewhere along the line has to pay at least some of this back trillions of dollars I believe the Fed has put out there close to nine trillion before they stopped that's an awful lot of money and now we got an awful big problem coming down the pike the stock market goes up five minutes and then down five minutes. Uh, I don't know what a long-term investor does nowadays. A day trader, if you're very savvy and lucky, you might hit it right. Uh, I know in the past I've used the VIX myself and done quite well with it. However, that's all out of whack now because they have people believing every time the stock market goes down, just buy it, buy it, buy it, buy the debt, and sell the rip. That's the new theme song of Wall Street. Well, that all sounds good, but catching it at the right time is not all that easy, and the average investor cannot do it. And that's who I'm speaking to and for. If you're real wealthy, I, what I'm saying, you probably hate me. But I think the average investor sees my point. And with all the other problems in the world, I mean, we're not involved in Ukraine sending men over there at this point. However, the amount of money we have sent and the ammunition and missiles and equipment that is running into billions of dollars. And if nothing else, we have to replace it. So, at some point, it costs us quite a bit of money. And as far as the items that come from there, that area of the world, they're being delayed or non-existent. 
I've been reading a lot about how wheat, uh, the Ukraine is, is a big producer of wheat, evidently. Uh, if that's the case, uh, you know, loaf of bread's going up, I guess. Uh, fertilizers are definitely going to be higher, which is going to increase our food production costs tremendously this summer. So there's a lot of things that are not good news, and we need to face it. We can't just, you know, bury our head in the sand and say, it'll be all right, it'll go away. That's what the politicians like us to believe. As long as they have power, everything's going to be fine. Well, they do have power right now, and I don't see a whole heck of a lot being done by either side of the aisle. Nothing good to help the average man that's working hard in this country. And luckily right now, there are a lot of jobs. However, there again, at what point does that change? I remember back in 2007, 2008, it changed real fast. Uh, major retailers, Home Depot, Lowe's, they cut back so many people. They used to have 175, 200 people working in the bigger stores. They cut them back down to as little as 70, and maybe less in some places. So it can happen, it can happen fast. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but right now, it's one heck of a mess. And people who are a lot smarter than I am and involved in these financial markets and businesses, they agree with me, and I agree with them. So this is kind of a downer to end the week, but this week has not been that good overall. I think the markets are down roughly about 1% as I speak for the week. So there's probably not going to be too much either way, but that downtrend, I believe, continues. Uh, so it's time to really watch out and, you know, make your own decisions and be careful of who you trust because it's very shaky times right now. And on that cheery note, I wish you all a great weekend, as this is Friday. And uh, we'll hope to talk to you next week and maybe have some great news and talk about some uh, things that are looking up. And uh, maybe some of this will reverse. I hope I am wrong about certain things, but this inflation and interest rates are really, really dangerous right now. It's very shaky times right now, and it's going to be a rough period that we have to deal with. So be careful, be safe, and most of all, use your common sense. Be talking to you soon. Common Sense POV Common Sense Solutions 
for Uncommon Problems. Today we're going to be talking about government debt creation, wealth, and interest rate inequality. Debt creation by the Fed and the government created asset inflation, which of course leads to inflate the stock markets, housing prices, food, etc. But the Fed says they see no inflation. Guess they never buy groceries. They now say that they will hold rates at near zero for years. Let's call it QE infinity. Also, let's not forget them buying bonds of private companies now. The way they talk now, they will never raise rates again. The Fed has also bailed out Congress several times, where they never have to worry about the national debt, which is rising faster than ever before. Now many will say it's all because of COVID-19, and of course a lot of the debt was created to prevent a total collapse of the system, which is no longer a free market. A free market should base a company's stock price on earnings, sales, products, and earnings per share. COVID has streamlined the companies, too. Working from home has actually saved some companies a lot of cash by reducing building costs and workmen's comp claims, to name just two items, by having workers at home. However, as I make this podcast, 193 companies having $50 million or more in liabilities have declared bankruptcy this year so far. That's the most since 2009, but that was for all of 2009. We're only at the end of September. Insider selling in early September was very high just before the market correction. The ultimate goal of the Fed is to get back to a 3.5% unemployment rate like it was back in February. That goal of the Fed will not allow them to raise rates for a very long time. The next problem the Fed may have is a very large amount of defaults on loans and mortgages. Some smaller banks may fail. I would suggest that the Fed will do all they can to prevent it, but will they be able to control it? Without a stimulus plan from Congress, it may all crash. Will Congress agree to another stimulus package? We need it as more layoffs are approaching in October when many of the government loans end. Just yesterday, Disney announced they were laying off 28,000 people. The airlines have announced layoffs or furloughs. Unemployment is a very dangerous thing right now. One approach I have been pushing for a long time is to reduce consumer loan rates, such as credit card interest rates. The Fed fund rate is 0 to 0.25%. Prime rate, about 3%. Mortgages, about 3.15%. But credit cards range between 12 to 28%. If they would lower the rates to 5 to 10% on the credit cards, it would give an instant stimulus to millions of working-class Americans 
who have been forced to use their cards more during the pandemic to survive. Congress could pass a bill to do that, and it wouldn't cost the taxpayers a penny. Even if it was done for a year or six months, it would help immensely. The only ones hurt would be the credit card companies who have made trillions of dollars on cards for years. It's time the people were not gouged by rates that are ridiculously high. Everything I have spoken about today assumes we can keep COVID-19 under control this fall and winter. If it gets real bad again with opening everything up, well, there may not be enough money even in the Fed's wallet. There may still be a very bumpy road ahead before this virus ends. Even if there is a vaccine, it will take months for it to really get the upper hand. Be very cautious with your investments, as the markets can have extreme moves over the next few months. Oh yeah, and then we have this little election coming too. Hang on and use lots of common sense. Let me know what you think about my podcast via Twitter or my website, Common Sense POV. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you.